This is Seattle's Morning News. Dave Ross with Colleen O'Brien. A federal judge in Texas has issued a ruling that says indicted felons can no longer be banned from buying guns. Let's call in former state attorney General Rob McKenna. Our conversation is sponsored by Madrona Financial Services. So we have to make it clear, we're not talking about now convicted felons, but indicted felons, correct? Let me put it this way. People who have been indicted for felonies. So they haven't been convicted, therefore they're not felons. Ah, right, so okay. this, 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 this judge is not saying that convicted felons can't be prohibited from owning guns because there's, uh, I'm going to use a word you and I are going to talk about more in a minute. There's a long tradition in this country of prohibiting convicted felons from possessing firearms. However, this goes to the Texas law that says if you have been indicted for a felony, you may not obtain a gun. The U.S. attorney in this case has gone to pain, some pains to explain to the court that this doesn't mean that people who are indicted for felonies have to have guns they already own mm-hmm. uh, or possess, but the law prohibits those under felony indictment from obtaining guns they don't already have. Okay, and so and, the judge, uh, and, and this being a federal judge, d- does this really make it the law of the land then that people indicted for felonies but not convicted can now own guns in Texas? Well, I mean, conceivably, yes, because the law we're talking about is a federal law. Yeah. The federal law prohibits those charged with a felony from obtaining a gun. So, yeah, I mean, it could have the effect of, of overturning the federal law. If it's overturned in one state, it's overturned in all states. I got it. So this is not just limited to Texas. This is nationwide. That, Correct. If you're indicted Correct. for a felony, you can now you don't have to check the box on the on the federal firearms form. You can go buy a gun. Well, according to this judge, uh, obviously, this case is going to go up on appeal, and uh, we'll see what the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals has to say about it, and then we'll see if it goes up to the Supreme Court or not. This will be one of many cases, I'm guessing, across the country challenging gun restrictions under state and federal law. This is the first big one I've seen specifically implicating a federal law, so it's one worth watching. Okay, so the reason the judge issued this ruling was because of a previous Supreme Court ruling that we've uh, talked about that new york state gun law now so is this are there the the question is then are there other shoes about to drop because of that ruling there probably are Uh, i read a very interesting article from the new york state bar journal analyzing the effects of this decision of bruin on new york gun control laws and saying well we live in a different world now we've we've got you know a lot of adjustments to make we've got to figure out what's going to be upheld and what's not. So this brings us to the central tenet of Justice Clarence Thomas's majority opinion in the New York case we're talking about, which is uh, the Bruin case, where he said courts going forward should uphold gun restrictions only if there is a tradition of them in U.S. history. And in, the, in this federal case from Texas, the judge found that there was no history for limiting access to guns for those who were who have been charged but not convicted of felony crimes, although he also said he hadn't really done an exhaustive historical search. So all over the country, including in New York State, people are trying to figure out what the Bruin test means. You know, we've, we've seen this theme elsewhere as well in other uh, recent opinions of the Supreme Court. For example, in Alito's opinion in Dobbs striking down Roe v. Wade or returning Roe v. Wade, he's saying that, you know, certain 
constitutional rights should be tested against what was accepted back in the 1800s. And in the 1800s, there was no constitutional right to have an abortion. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, you know, but at the same time, the, the New York law that was struck down in the Bruin case was 100 years old. Uh, yeah. It was it dated back to the early uh, late 19, 19 teens, early 1920s. So how far back does something have to go to be part of history or part of tradition? You'd think 100 years might be enough. Well, apparently, though, it's up to whichever judge is looking at the case. So does this mean that since uh, fully automatic weapons weren't around back when the uh, Second Amendment was uh, was ratified, um, that some judge could rule that, hey, there's been no tradition of banning machine guns in America, so now you can own those two? Yeah, I, th- I think the answer to that sort of is a common sense one, which is as technology changes, then you have to make new decisions about how to limit it. And so you, you don't strike down a law prohibiting machine guns because there were no machine guns in the 1800s. You allow that law to stand when that technology becomes an issue. At least that's how I'm, how I'm guessing they'll approach it. But if you're talking about rifles and shotguns, those were around in the 1800s. Uh, so were handguns. Therefore, according to Clarence Thomas and the majority in, in the Bruin case, they're going to look at history that far back. Former State Attorney General Rob McKenna. Rob, thank you. Thanks, Dave.